Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Socially Sensitive Podcast. This is Socially Solo, episode number 13. Today is Saturday, August 13th, 2022. The national days today, uh, it's National Garage Sale Day. I guess Saturdays are always good for that. Everybody needs to get out there and just buy some stuff or sell some stuff if you're going to have your own garage sale today. Um, it's National Bowling Day. To be honest, I'm not sure where the closest bowling alley is to where we're at here. Um, today is also International Left-Handers Day. Bitcoin price is at $24,417. Um, we're going to go ahead and jump into one story. But, but before we start with the story, how many people have heard of the rule Occam's Razor? It's the idea that when you're trying to understand something, um, the answer that requires the least amount of assumptions is usually the correct one. Or the or simplified, the simplest answer is usually the correct answer. And I know sometimes we always like to overcomplicate things. But what made me think about this is I, I was skimming through and I was re I was reading a Newsweek article which I'm normally not a huge fan of Newsweek, but I, I try and read a lot of different from both sides just to kind of see what I can, you know, parse from all of the facts. And, but Newsweek is one of those that uh, they don't just say, here's fact one, fact two, fact three. They like to make a lot of assumptions. But, you know, everyone knows about uh, Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago being uh, raided, and them starving the search warrant and uh, seizing boxes of uh, of files and uh, documents. That's not the f main focus of what I'm going to talk about. I'm talking about is that since that happened, both sides were going back and forth with, you know, the the search warrant needs to be released. The everyone on the right was saying that that. The FBI needs to release the search warrant to the public. And then everyone on the left was saying, well, Trump has a copy of the search warrant. He can release it himself. Or Trump's attorney does. And both sides for a day or so have been, a few days have been going back and forth. Well, it was finally released <clears throat> Friday, yesterday. Um, and Breitbart, the claim is they published a leaked version of the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. And in it, I guess the on the last two lines where the special the FBI special agent and the supervisor agent would sign, those weren't redacted from because it was just the full document, the full search warrant document. To me, you could make a lot of assumptions out of that or you could think Breitbart was just rushing to be the first, you know, because all of these news sites, both sides, left, right, um, whether it's CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, all of them want to be first. Because if you're the first to release, a, you know, a news story or an article or a document or a video, anything, once people have seen it on your site, they're a lot of times not going to go to the other sites to watch it. So, and these, and all these news organizations are, they're not about, you know, spreading the news. They're about making a profit. Well, um, Breitbart published that. And so then in this Newsweek article, 
they begin to post things um, making a lot of assumptions. Because on it, like I said, both the agents both signed their names on the receipts for the on the warrant as part of the warrant. And the leaked version showed that, and then a redacted version was what was released to the public, you know, just a couple hours later. And then, of course, everybody took to Twitter, accusing Breitbart. But even in this article, they list it as commentators soon took to Twitter to accuse Breitbart, an outlet previously managed by former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, because Steve Bannon used to years ago work for, before Trump worked, he worked for Breitbart. They're wanting to, they're just making an assumption to tie in Steve Bannon to Trump to Breitbart. They're, you know, creating a, a chain. Digital strategist Alan Rosenblatt, he posted, um, U.S. Attorney Garland called Trump out to make the warrant public. Trump tried to get one over on Garland, releasing the warrant to Breitbart without re- redacting the FBI agent's names. That's right. Trump doxed FBI agents serving a legal search warrant. Once again, Trump is inciting violence. And going back to Occam's razor, would the simplest answer be Breitbart was trying to be first to market with the story and the warrant that everybody has been talking about for the past few days? Or are we going to follow this line that because Steve Bannon used to work for Breitbart, and then Steve Bannon used to work for Trump, there has to be now this connection between Trump and Breitbart now, and Breitbart intentionally releasing this with their names to dox them, which means Trump intentionally is trying to incite violence. Legal analyst and former federal prosecutor Renato Mariotti tweeted, It's also worth noting that they published the names of the FBI agents, which serves no purpose other than opening up to threats and harassment. Um, Attorney Mark Zaid tweeted, Trump via Breitbart released unredacted copy of property receipt containing names. Based on his history, this can only be interpreted as intentional to cause these special agents and their families grief and subject them to possible threats. Um, And then Time Warner news anchor Ed Greenberger, he tweeted, So when Trump leaked the warrant docs to Wall Street Journal, to Journal, Fox, and Breitbart this afternoon, the names of the FBI agents um, were not redacted. Anyone who thinks Trump cares about America or Americans is a fool. See, See how their Newsweek is listing these blue check mark verified Twitter accounts. I mean, that's what makes up the vast majority of the article is just, here's what people on the left value their opinion think. And then they, you know, take the, the stair step approach to, okay, this one says this, which builds on this one, which builds on this one to, you know, eventually implying Trump's trying to kill people. And then they end the article with less than 24 hours before the Trump search warrant was leaked, an armed Trump supporter who had recently advocated killing FBI agents online was shot dead by police after allegedly attempting to break into the FBI field office. So I guess since this guy tried to break into the field office 
a day before the warrant was leaked, according to them, Trump leaked that Trump incited this guy, which I don't know how he incited this guy because he did it 24 hours. If anything, the uh, FBI actions in the raid is what incited a, a lunatic's uh, unstable mind. But uh, yeah, talking about that shooting, um, I guess it's come out that uh, yeah, his name, the one headline I read said, Ohio, Ohio FBI shooting violent extremist Ricky Schiffer investigated for months after January 6th. It, at first, when they were talking about it, they said that he, you know, he was trying to get in. He had a, uh, he attacked the FBI building. He had an AR style, which, you know, everybody loves to say that AR style rifle now. So, but he had a rifle and a nail gun um, trying to get in. At first, I was, it made no sense to me. Is <laughs> What was he doing with a nail gun? in the article that they have posted that he was posting on social media, his main social media account that they're referring to is a, the truth social, social media. But I'm assuming because he, in one of his posts, he said that he was, uh, he made a post about trying that his idea get past the bulletproof glass at the entrance to the FBI building failed. Um, and this was a post he made after the attempt to get in because he fired the uh, nail gun into the windows, I guess, with the bulletproof glass. I guess he thought that if I shoot this nail gun, that it'll penetrate, bust the bulletproof glass, and I can gain access to the building, which he never gained access. He shot the glass and ran away, I guess. And then a few hours later, got into a standoff with uh, the police and... Uh, they ended up killing him. They keep posting his about his Truth Social account, and then anytime they want to mention Truth Social as a uh, social media platform, that they always have to add the founded by Donald Trump. He was being investigated as suspected domestic violent extremist, and that his social media history was under investigation. But the investigators are also looking at whether or not he had ties to far-right extremist groups such as the Proud Boys. If you're going to take it that far, maybe he had ties to the Nazis. Maybe he had ties to North Korea. Maybe he had ties. You, you can make all sorts of assumptions if you want to. Um, he call, appeared to be calling for the killing of FBI agents on site in his posts on True Social. Which, yeah, he's, he's an obvious nut job. But one thing that I thought was interesting is all, this entire article is based around his true social account. And the, when they posted the image of his account, um, you know, because this attempt happened on the 11th or, yeah, Thursday, the 11th. This account was created on the 1st. So he's only had this account for 10 days. Um in his bio, it says, I'm a construction electrician in Columbus. He has, uh, he's following one. Now, his account's down now. You can't, uh, I guess they've pulled it down. But you can't pull his account up anymore. I tried checking. He's following one person. <clears throat> My guess is I'm assuming that's Donald Trump. But I don't know. I don't want to make assumptions. And he's followed by 
20 people. So he has 20 followers. Not that that has any bearing on whether he was a threat or wasn't a threat or whether he's crazy or not crazy. Um, but yeah, here it is. said he sent out 374 posts in the week before the shooting. And most of them were pro-Trump conspiracy theories. And then, and then of course, they're getting into... Uh, they said in 2004 he got a speeding ticket in Minnesota after driving 50 miles an hour in a 35 zone in his red Ford Mustang. Oh, well, that's all we've got today. Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, I encourage you to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of the other future episodes. And we really, truly thank you. Tell your friends, share us with other people. Uh, come back tomorrow and listen to tomorrow's. See you then. If you haven't already, subscribe to Socially Sensitive on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Socially Sensitive. Also, check out our website, sociallysensitive.com, and grab some officially licensed products.